Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight. A reminder that you are never alone. And now, here is your host, the lovely, delightful, insightful, and all-around great gal, Ms. Barbara DeLong. Welcome to Nightlight, everybody. I'm so glad you could be with us tonight. I want to thank... First of all, Ken Quiet-Hawk for his intro. His voice is amazing, and he and his wife have a wonderful uh, website, nativestorytellers.com. Please visit it. It has a tremendous amount of material on it, and native storytelling is an ancient way of preserving wisdom and history and magic. So please check it out. Tonight I have Michelle Avanti with me, and this is a show... Both of us have been really, really, really looking forward to. This is a night where she takes her astrology charts out, and I take my predictions out for next for this year, and we we check it out and we see what's coming for us. And I can't tell you how excited I am. I know she has been preparing, and she has got herself surrounded by a clutter of charts. Happily, the way I do predictions, I don't need charts. So. Um, I don't have that much paperwork in front of me, but um, in, in some ways hers can be a lot more accurate because, you know, she can really pinpoint where where everything is and, and what the energies are going to be, and I just go by what, what spirit gives me, and often spirit, it's, its timing frame is a little bit off. So, Michelle, welcome again to the show. Ah, awesome. So great. I, I love when we get a chance to kind of, see the year coming up in perspective and get a feel for what's going to happen this year. Um, always remember, though, astrology gives images. It gives pictures, and consciousness has the ability to change that. So nothing is set in stone. Only our consciousness is It's the ebb and flow of our consciousness that makes these pictures become what they resonate as. So, oh, ab- um, yeah, absolutely. We, yeah, we do predictions. We don't do prophecies. So um, yeah. with, with predictions, there is always the capability of humanity to make changes and shifts and go in a completely a new direction, at, you know, in a heartbeat. So, yeah. um, and actually, however, one of the... One of the reasons I like doing predictions is because sometimes 
when we predict certain things, the consciousness activates and we blow the energy out of the prediction so we can turn it into something much better than what we're seeing. So that said, <laughs> we've got a lot yeah. going on. <laughs> well, I know that I know that when when I sat I sat down a number of times before I actually dove into my predictions because I kept feeling unsettled, I kept feeling in turmoil and it was like, oh, I'm not in the right place to do this and then I realized that it was the the, the unsettlement, the internal turmoil wasn't in me. It was in what I felt was coming, and it felt to me like this next year was going to be one, I mean, not not chaos, but turmoil. And, and it, it felt like it was in almost every month. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you were picking. I, I, I kind of really told people when I put the predictions up, look, sit down, have a drink in one hand, and read with the other. <laughs> That's probably a very good way to look at it, you know. <laughs> as, as we open, you know, this year up, you know, astrologically speaking, I work with ingress charts. That's the first thing I look at uh, because those are the points of power, and that's the way the ancients always identified what was coming to the nation. And we do that by looking when the sun enters one of the cardinal signs. That would be Capricorn, for example, which it entered on the, uh, on the uh, winter solstice. Uh, so December the 21st, it entered and began the first ingress chart, which goes all the way till we get to uh, the spring equinox, which will activate on the 20th of March. So that's the first period we look at. Then we look at the next period, which, of course, is the Aries ingress. And the Aries ingress is, oh, my Lord, for centuries. Um, It's usually the one that, much like Aries, tends to have a lot of really challenging moments. Uh, You know, the the beginning of a lot of wars happens during the time of Aries. (laughs) And, of course, Aries is ruled by Mars and and Mars is the god of war, so it's not terribly surprising. At the same time, it just seems to be historically a time where people begin wars. So that's, you know, it's just, it's just a bit of a challenging time. Then we come, of course, to the Cancer Ingress, uh, which starts on the 21st of June, and finally the Libra Ingress, which we very rarely manage to get to during an hour or even two hours on a show. We'll see how far we get, but... Okay. That starts you know, September 23rd. But as we look at this year uh, coming up, where we stand now, we're you know we're on the verge of having uh, the lunar eclipse opening up, and it is a total lunar eclipse coming on um, the what the 20th of the month, uh, 21st of the month. And uh, isn't that a blood moon too? Yeah, that's what they say, which says, you know, the saying is that it intensifies everything by by it being a blood moon. It makes mm-hmm. it more powerful. Um, and uh, this one in particular, the moon, is activating a square to Mars. And, and that is a challenging statement. So it's not exact. So we don't have a partile experience, but it is activating it within uh, within a 24-hour period. It will be square to Mars. 
And that combination can cause uh, a challenge. Uh, it can be a challenge of fire, uh, a lot of fire energy, a challenge of a, some kind of war or uh, a breakout uh, of some type of uh, military experience against people. Uh, so, you know, like a terrorist attack or some kind of gunshot problem, which we've seen mm-hmm. way too many in the United States. Uh, yeah. And the square to the moon in Leo um, can be involving children, could be involving a place like a, a club or a social outing. Um, so we've got that sitting there, and and that is, uh, you know, not the best information I have for anybody. It's not like exciting, and but I, you know, it's still, you know, it's kind of a warning statement. I don't have the location in the United States where it would activate. We still don't have a, a an astrological program that I can whip this information into and just wind it around and find that. So it takes a lot more effort. But uh-huh. um, nonetheless, if anybody's listening, I would say, you know, if you're planning of any big event you might be attending, that's a time I probably wouldn't do it, <laughs> just in case, just to be a little more cautious. <laughs> you know, uh, never be afraid, but still, um, always best to be, you know, what they say, Caution. be forewarned is to be safe. So, you know, so you're looking at, like, uh, the 21st, 22nd uh, is a time frame I would um, n- probably not. But fortunately, the 21st happens on a Monday, and most people are not, you know, going anywhere on a Monday or a Tuesday. It's not yeah. like it's on a Saturday or Sunday. So so hopefully it will have no real repercussions. However, if it does take place in a school zone, we don't have much choice. We don't have any control. Um, but anyway, that the eclipse is there, and you know, I hope that it does not turn out to be what it could be. Um, anytime we have a challenge, the challenge is to step up and take control of what it's asking us to do and what these planets are asking us. The moon is all about nurturing, and in Leo, it says having fun with children, nurturing children in a way that allows them to learn to become leaders. And uh, Mars and Aries says, take action. So it's a statement that says you're challenged to take action to help children learn through entertainment how to become leaders. And actually, if you go back to the Park Parkland uh, school shooting, that is exactly what the outcome of that experience was. Many yeah. of those people have become activists. So I don't know, uh, you know, what this is going to do, and hopefully we deflate it by speaking about it and it becomes absolutely nothing. <laughs> I always prefer that, but I can't say what will happen. I can live with that. Yeah, so so that's, you know, like the very first thing I see as I'm looking. Uh, this also is a statement because of that combination here that's saying that we need to look at this. We need as a nation because this eclipse is visible in the United States. And when you have an eclipse that's visible here, activity of that eclipse activates in the location where you can see it. So 
So it's not like China has this problem. It's America that's going to experience this. It's here on this continent. Okay. And uh, the time frame for this particular eclipse is its a long one. It starts uh, just, uh, what, after midnight. Uh, so it starts, what, 23 hours is just before midnight, excuse me. So it's about 10.30 at night. And it goes until the next day at 3.48 in the morning. So that's about a four-hour period, almost a five-hour period, which isn't that bad when we have lunar eclipses. If it was a solar eclipse, that would run five years. But with a, a lunar eclipse, it's only five months. So but, that should make us uh, feel uh, better. Five months? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That means that the energy is that are involved and that activate during this eclipse, the statements that the planets are making to us, what should we do, what are we supposed to learn, where are we supposed to go from here, will become very active during that time frame. Okay. So So, so the the effect of it will be felt for five months. Yes, yes. Okay. So now I don't know if you saw anything like that coming up, but uh, that's, one of the things I'm seeing, and uh, well, no, working. I did. Yeah, I mean, the challenges, the um, things breaking, people breaking. Yeah, I saw. I'm not sure now. Five months. Yes, I I saw riots. I saw uh, the national guard. I saw, um, and it, it was it was more in the first half of the year than it was in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. That would be through, through so, May. But yeah. I also so we, saw um, physical things happening, like, like um, storms of greater intensity than ever before, and that means hurricanes, and that means blizzards, and that means, and I ask, actually I specifically saw earthquakes and volcanoes, and it was for this country. So I don't know if we've had a volcano erupting uh, lately, but it felt like, and I saw a volcano erupting, but that could have been a symbol of an eruption of corruption. Oh, yeah. That is a, well, I have some things I'll, I'm going to get to that definitely uh, include what you're referring to. I've got some rocking and rolling going on. There's no question about it. So. Oh, okay. Let's see here. I wanted to bring one more thing up, but unfortunately my computer has said, no, we're not doing that. I want to <laughs> pull up. Uh, there's another point in this chart, in this eclipse chart, that I want to see, and I don't have the eclipse chart on my computer screen, but I'm going to put it there in just here a second, because there is also a square on there, and um, that square... Uh, is between Mars and Saturn, and it is a very exact square. It's 13 degrees. They're both 13 degrees, 13 being a very important number as well. 13 is the number of transformation. How will we transform? What are we doing to make change? So that square, depending on where it falls in the U.S. chart, which I did not do, but I'm trying to work it out so I can kind of at least see it for our location in Washington, D.C. So, but 
the square by itself is a statement of arms to challenge the government, arms to challenge the government. And that can be uh, riots, but it could also be uh, with that um, with that uh, Mars in a fire sign. Uh, that Mars can be a firearm. So I I don't know what threats there are against our administration or the Capitol, but. Um, that square can indicate that there would be some something going on there. And um, mm-hmm. that's something else that we'll just have to see what's going to happen. But you've got 13 to 13, and I do want to have it for New York here. I'd like to change the location. So let me see what I can do to do that. Because Well, I can do it in my brain, so we'll leave it at that. Um when we look at it here, the square seems to indicate that the activity will take place regarding the cabinet or banking institutions, uh, a challenge to bankers or a challenge to, uh, let's see, it could be a challenge even in a public way, it could be a challenge to things regarding uh, the cabinet or the legal system. So there's something going on here, and that Mars energy has to do with relationships, so it could even involve something that's more specific, uh, more uh, a specific person that they may be pointing at. But this also is coming, and it could be someone international. It's possible with this combination, uh, but with what's going on in this country right now, it would not surprise me if it wasn't someone who was right here. Mm-hmm. So... That's also in the picture. And uh, on the other hand, it could be arson. It could be a fire set in a building. Uh, Or it could be something that happens as a result of an accident. It doesn't have to be arson. But uh, it is forcing some form of transformation as a result of its activity happening. So that's also in this eclipse picture. Again, that could happen right around that time, or it could carry forward. Uh, now, now, just just yesterday, all of the planets were aligned. Does that have any influence on what's going on? Uh, when the planets y- yesterday they were aligned, I've got to go look at what you're referring to because people say things like that to me, and then I go look and I try to figure out what exactly they're saying. Uh, you know, oh, well, I don't know what I'm talking about. I just know that they were all theoretically aligned, and I was wondering if that created any sort of a, um, an energetic yeah, that would I, affect the song. You know, they might be aligned astronomically. Uh, they are not really aligned zodiacally. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, so I that's why it confuses me sometimes. But I, um aware enough to know that those things happen. What we have going on that was aligned uh, zodiacally was Mercury and Pluto. So we had, and it came right through uh, that ninth house area. Um, So there is a statement there that there were probably some explosive news reports, some things that literally uh, pushed the envelope. uh, And uh, Uh that probably came out yesterday. That was 
you know, it's very powerful when you get Mercury right on top of Pluto and in the ninth house is going to push the envelope for news and there may have been some explosions or some, as I, if I remember correctly, I think some Americans were killed yesterday. Um, in, yes, in, they were. And that's, that's probably part of what this is referring to. That is explosive news, some explosion that um, that uh, may have rocked the news. So that was pretty. That's pretty obvious. What's coming up this year and what's in action that so many people are curious about and wondering about is the fact. Of course, Pluto's been in Capricorn. Saturn has entered Capricorn. Saturn will continue to move closer and closer to Pluto till it actually conjoins Pluto, which means it will be exactly the same um, aspect, uh, exactly the same degree, excuse me, it will be partile, uh, January 20th next year, 2020. And uh, that combination of Pluto and Saturn is happens in a cycle that's about a 33-year or so cycle. And every time that cycle activates, this one, when they come together, it's the beginning of a long period of time that lasts about 33 to maybe 36 years, somewhere in there. And it usually defines what that period, in many ways, what that period is going to speak to. And Saturn, of course, is about justice. Uh, It's about um, discipline. It's about structures. It's about uh, removal of any waste. It's about uh, bringing things into an orderly, organized manner with integrity, with clarity, aligned with the law. Um, So... That's Saturn in Capricorn, and of course it's in rulership, so it's a very powerful statement. And Pluto is about completely transforming all of those things. Uh, It's about a transformation of government, of structures, of anything uh, that has been long overdue for an overhaul. So when we put Saturn and Pluto together... We begin a cycle that's like a reset of everything that has to do with integrity, government, infrastructure. Um, All of those things come under under review, and we will transform them over that period of time. So we are on on the road to that experience. And uh, every time we do that kind of experience, over the history, if you go back over the history, going back to like the 1800s, you'll see that if we go back to the one that took place right there in like 1850, it was the beginning of the end of slavery. It took us all those years to get to a point where we came into balance and at least with that. Um, Here we're talking Uh more about justice and law and order and in our nation, when you go back to the point of slavery, we had lost. There there was no groundwork for integrity there. It was gone. It was. We look at our country today and we say money is driving our country. Well, back then, money drove it so much that human life was not considered humanity. 
and we have to take another step in consciousness and say, no, we cannot do this anymore. Now we're at another point where we're saying we need to transform our entire legal process and our government so that we come into alignment with what we know is right. And, of course, the U.S. chart for years now has been working towards us realigning with what our values are. The question of who we are has been asked, and we are now working through that process to identify what is it as Americans we value? What is truly important to us? Is it the things? Is it the people? Is it our talent? Is it our money? Is it our power? Is it our health? We have a whole slew of things on the table. And uh, as we come into this point, and what's going to happen, of course, next year is you won't just have Saturn and Pluto together. We're moving into a time where it will be Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter. All of them. (laughs) That is really powerful. And, of course, we're building towards that this year. But uh, Jupiter is where we expand everything. And we welcome the international energies. uh, And we open up doors for import. But we do it in Capricorn with that activity with Saturn in a very lawful process. So it wouldn't just be open doors, but it would be a legal regimented open door, which is what I think we've been all striving for for a very long time in terms of our immigrant process. Uh, What do we do about that? And um, we have some stuff coming up that brings all of that up again. So let me just go to some of my notes. How's that sound? That sounds good. (laughs) Well, uh, in this ingress chart we're in right now, the Capricorn ingress that started the 21st of December and goes till March 20th, uh, the statement of earthquakes exists. There's no question about it. We have uh, Saturn right on the angle, and uh, and Saturn on the angle can bring a certain need uh, a certain change taking place that uh, can be a little challenging. It's in a square. Um, hmm, I think it's in a square. I thought I had it in a square to something. Actually, I don't. I have some support. So uh, question of earthquakes, I don't have it as as severe as it could be here at this point. So I think we may have some things that rock and roll, but I don't see them as major. When we go to the Aries ingress, which starts on the 20th of March and goes till June 21st, we have a whole other picture. At that point, we have uh, Neptune on the seventh house cusp, and we have Jupiter in the fourth house, and we have Mars in the ninth house in what we call a stressful or quincunx or in conjunct action. So here we have a combination that says uh, we could have an earthquake that involves uh, both the earth and fire. Uh, It can also um, be a transformation that involves our, um, our children, our investments. There is volatility to the stock market. 
there is also anything that has to do with our fifth house. So the things that we love can come to a point where they must be transformed. But I think more importantly, we look at legal matters regarding children as being one of the issues that is on the table during this time. Uh, We have um, Uranus and Chiron and the sun. The sun in these charts always represents the ruler of the country, whether it's a king or a president. uh, The person who's the head of the country is represented here by the sun. And during this period in time, the president uh, may uh, experience some real sudden, unexpected difficulties with his cabinet, with monetary resources, with the way he shares resources, and uh, and he uh, he may also find that these things come about as a result of his own aggressive or selfish nature. Um, this is a statement of a wound to the nation that needs to be resolved. Issues of aggressiveness that we see in this president whether it's through his communication process or his attitude towards others, or also the element of selfishness has is a reflection of a wound that exists in the fabric of the nation. And this period of time, there will be an activation of that, bringing it forward, making it seen, making it plain. What does it mean to the president himself? We'll have to wait and kind of see. Uh, if we look at a fixed star involved here, uh, it, uh, excuse me, not a fixed star, but an Arabic part, the president is in a zone that does not look good. There is a statement of a death to the president. It could be a oh, death wow. to the presidency. And it doesn't necessarily mean a physical death. It could be a resignation. It could be an end to the presidency as we know it. Um there's a lot of different ways that that can be looked at. But when you have a, an Arabic part involved uh, in a very close proximity like that, um, it is a statement that is being made, and it's clearly being made. So what it means, we usually have to wait to find out, because it will be revealed. But mm-hmm. it is not, um, you know, if I were in the ear of the president, I would say, this is a period of time where finding your humility would be wise because in that transformative process, you may avoid this entirely because that transformative process can be with the, what this Arabic part is saying. It can be a death uh-huh. to the of nature. So there are always ways, if we're aware, to use these transits Uh, or activations uh, to work on our state of consciousness, which is really what all the planets, points, and uh, parts are asking us. So, but, um, you know, he doesn't give me a lot of hope on that level, but, you know, our past sometimes tells us all that our future will be. We always look for something more, though. Uh So also during this period in time, we have very interesting, Mars is 23 degrees, Eris, who is what we call the warrior goddess, she's at 23 degrees, Uh, the south node and north node are 23, Jupiter's at 23, and Pluto is 
almost 23. It's within a few minutes of being 23, nine minutes, okay? So that combination is huge. That combination can be part of an earthquake process, but it also is a statement that clearly identifies women activists making challenges, challenging issues of international law, challenging issues regarding children and how our our dollars are being spent and it even states basically that they will these activists will push for supreme court reforms they're pushing the court system they're pushing the legal system so it should be a a really active period this is this is not a quiet chart this is a chart that's basically off the charts it's so active <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the feeling. That's why I told people to have a drink in their hand, or you know, a diet <laughs> coke, or something. You know, just um, this is not my yeah, usual that, Pollyanna type stuff. This is yeah, this no, is hardcore this is, stuff. Yeah, and and all those twenty three is all uh, working. Mars rules uh, the stock market. Uh, Venus is involved with the stock market in terms of the money. Um, Pluto and Saturn are both sitting in the house of investments, which is the stock market. And in this chart, Saturn rules the stock market. So this combination says the stress is unbelievable, but yet there are still opportunity. When the stock market drops, people have lots of opportunity to make money by buying then, uh, but selling before it drops. But, no, I, uh, saw, I saw a crash. I saw a stock market crash. Yeah, it would not surprise me. I mean, this period, because the nodes are in place, and they're basically saying, what have you set in motion? We are here to bring the past to the future and step it up. And they're basically telling us that uh, issues regarding the international marketplace are going to be a major struggle uh, for uh, the stock market. So. Uh That's, you know, that's a very, uh, it's a volatile combination. It is not, and women, issues regarding women and uh, monetary money, money spent on war, uh, somehow that challenges this as well. And uh, so that's also there. And then there's the semi-sexual to Jupiter. And again, this comes back to international uh, tariffs or trade agreements. Um, situations that involve import, export, and uh, the stock market. So this is rocking and rolling, no question about it. Uh, When I look at this, there's also some key dates that will be coming up. And uh, I will say say something also that is not terrible bad. It's, It's pretty good. Um, during this time frame, there is money available. So when I look at this chart, I can tell you that the chance that the uh, issues that are going on now with uh, employment, uh, with the federal um, uh, federal workers, they have been resolved because uh, Venus is sextile. Uh, to Jupiter, which says there is a flow of money into the employment marketplace. There is a flow of money 
to the home industry. So that is, to me, that seems to be saying that this thing we're going through right now will be done. Um, The period of time we're in, there are events that will be taking place. Uh, This chart, the Aries chart, begins on the 20th of March. And before the 20th of March, we have Mercury going retrograde on the 5th. And uh, and it will also, um, right after that, when it, it will cross into the next ingress when it finally goes direct. But it's interesting to note that when it goes retrograde on the 5th, it goes retrograde at a 29 degree, a critical mark, the 29 degree mark, uh, 38 minutes of Pisces. And I just want to pull that chart because I know I ran it and I want here it is. I have it right in the front. Good for me. <laughs> so on March the 5th, when Mercury goes retrograde, and I have I have this, uh, actually I have this on President Trump's chart, so I have some reason for doing it there or I wouldn't have put it there. So I will go to him for just a moment. Because when Mercury stations uh, retrograde, any time a planet stations retrograde, just for those who are not familiar with what even that means, uh, we call a planet retrograde when, as a result of where we are in our orbit around the sun, uh, we appear to pass uh, another planet, and therefore that planet appears to be going backwards. Um, and so this is a period of time, it happens about three times a year, it happens three times a year, uh, where the planet Earth moves in its odd orbit past Mercury. And so during those periods of time, Mercury is the planet of communication, and a lot of the time communication uh, is misunderstood. And this is where I always recommend to my clients, make sure you ask all the questions. If you're buying something, get everything in writing. Don't just shake hands about it. You know, if you're getting a warranty and they say, oh, yeah, it's covered for two years. If it isn't in writing, you're not getting that warranty. So make sure everything is in writing and you've gone over it. And, and protect yourself. And uh, uh-huh. there, are ways, there are ways to use those retrogrades actually to your benefit. But as we take a look at uh, this, where Mercury is retrograde at 29 degrees, this is a period of time where so many things are active in uh, this president's chart. In the sky, Venus will be 29 degrees, and it will be making a direct square to Pluto at 29 degrees. Mercury will be 29 degrees. So, and uh, the president's own chart, he has a lot of things at the 23, 25, 22 degree mark. So the 29 doesn't specifically activate in his chart except for his Chiron. So so activation for him, uh, there are things that are going to take place. He's got so much Pluto-Saturn activation during this year it's not going to be easy for him no matter how you look at it. It's going to be really a challenging year, and how he gets through it, I'm not sure. So when I look at uh, Mercury retrograde on the U.S. chart, United States of America's chart, the one that I use for those who are astrologers, I use Penfield's chart. Uh, 
and that has the Scorpio rising, which I think is very appropriate to the United States of America. When Mercury stations retrograde, we have a direct activation of our progressed Venus, and Uranus will be also on top of progressed Venus. Venus in the U.S. chart has to do with relationships, and it always also has to do with money, and it has to do with karma. So putting Uranus on Venus when Mercury goes retrograde in the sixth house, which is the house of employment, and Mercury being placed in the fifth house, which is the house of of investments, and it's making what we call a semi-sexual frictional statement, there will be a sudden change if we have not already overcome this situation we're experiencing now with federal workers not being paid when they should be paid. This will change at this moment suddenly and unexpectedly. On the other hand, if we've already resolved it by the time we come to March the 5th, then it will be revisited and we will have a sudden re-examination of all of it. Uh, Mercury going retrograde at 29 in the fifth house and activating Uranus could also bring a sudden uh, stock market problem. Uh, I want to see where Mars is. Are you suggesting that this um, close down of the government could go on that long? I am saying, yes, it, it's possible it could go on that long. I'm, I have not seen a specific resolution to it, and I've certainly been searching for that. It doesn't mean that it will go on that long because surely I could miss that point. Uh, but there are so many actions in our chart here at that 29-degree point that this date has some major repercussions. Pluto in the U.S. chart, it's progressed. Pluto is 29 degrees of Capricorn. We have Pluto in the sky and Saturn in the sky moving towards that Pluto, which I've mentioned probably over the years more than once because it's what we call a Pluto return that we're about to have for the United States of America. And it comes through the third house uh, and it rules the first. So the statement is we must transform the way we think about our government and about who we are. This is the time for transformation coming up, of course, in January of next year. It, it's going to be hitting even harder. So, um, But here, uh, Mercury in its retrograde space is smacking these things. It's slapping them and saying we have to look at this. And there is a sextile here between uh, Mercury retrograde, stationing retrograde, and that Pluto in the U.S. chart. And that says that there is an opportunity to transform the way we think, the way we think about our investments, the way we think about our children, the way we think about education, the way we think about uh, international issues with children, regarding children. Uh, And uh, there are also... um, a a revision or a transformation of the way that we think about how we are to support our people, our our military, our vets, 
and our federal workers and anyone in our workforce for that matter because uh, Venus in the sixth is our entire workforce. It's also the house of health. The fact that Venus is in Aries, though, points more toward veterans, toward veterans or those that may be in the forefront, uh, as in the case of um, our federal workers right now. Now, so, so I, I've, gotten, I've gotten a couple of questions from the chat room, and they keep asking me, so I'm going to throw it out at you. Do you see a wall of some sort ever being built? Ah, oh, that is a fascinating question. Um, and I, I, I need to think hard on considering that. I, everything, you know, the fact that Saturn is in Capricorn speaks to a wall. But we don't have anything specifically here in a space where I can say I see it being built. The fact that Saturn continues to move towards Pluto and will conjoin Pluto next year makes me say that the chance of the wall being built as a wall is unlikely. However, the statement is we can transform the way we see a wall. So Uh we may have that is built that is built more to the standards of technology rather than to stone or metal or steel. Uh, talking about steel slats, as I believe the president is speaking about now, would involve uh-huh. Mars or Mercury to really be working with Saturn. And in the U.S. chart, the progressed Mercury is 17 Libra, so Uh, Saturn is basically making a square to it, as is Pluto. So that's not any help. When we look at uh, the natal Mars, it's 21 degrees of Gemini, which I think is fascinating because that is conjunct the the sun of the President of the United States. Um, Uh So that's interesting. But when you look at Saturn in the sky, that is what we call an inconjunct which means it is stressful and unlikely to manifest as a physical entity. Well, it's, I mean, they're not looking at, you know, for a <clears throat> a solid wall across the entire border. I mean, you know, they, they, there are different things that are required in different places, so it wouldn't be an absolute wall that runs the whole length of it. It would be a wall where it's appropriate. It would be, you know, other things in other places. Yes, well, I think you know they will. They've already appropriated in the last bill. They appropriated what he asked for, and then he turned the bill down because of what he was told by others, uh, and they were willing to up that, but they don't want to make it a physical wall, and that mm-hmm. makes sense. And uh, and based on what I see here, I would say they're going to keep that from happening. Uh, Mars in Gemini in the natal chart and Mars in Libra in the progressed chart, uh, both of them uh, can speak to uh, ideas, aggressive ideas, but uh, neither of them, with the activity from Saturn, are creating a physical wall. So, you know, where will it go when you look at the... uh, the movement, okay, of Mars progressed in the chart, you have to go uh, three, four, four years. 
uh, about four years. So it, it, it's possible that four years from now something will have been created that fits what has been discussed. But it will take time. It, it will not be anything will be done overnight from what I can see here. Um, but, you know, yeah. discussion can continue. Nothing, nothing with our government happens overnight. <laughs> And it's true, but, you know, sometimes Uranus comes into play and we have suddenly something happens. It's like, you know, light your fire. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, when you were talking about the government and transition and changes and shifts and, and, you know, justice and integrity, I I keep looking at our Supreme Court and, and I don't wish her any ill, but, but, you know, Sotomayor, I, I mean, I think they're going to have to stuff her and stick her in a chair there because I don't see her lasting for another six years on the Supreme Court. I'm not going to kill her off, but I'm just saying I don't see her lasting on, you know, now the whole thing. We've got a number of trying. I mean, RGV is certainly one determined human being, and God bless her. God yeah. bless them all. Because these people are giving what should be the time of your life, you know, the last part, your retirement time should be at least to enjoy your life and they're serving our nation. And I celebrate every one of them for their kind mm-hmm. service. Um, oh, I, I, I said the uh, wrong name. It's Ruth, it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But you knew who I was talking about, right? I thought, I, th- I didn't think you meant Sotomayor, but uh, that's no. the RGB. Yeah. yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she's a magnificent person. She has been driven since she was born. I'd love to do her chart because uh, her chart has got to be a chart that has the strongest heiress of any chart. (laughs) She's got an heiress. She has to have an heiress like Joan of Arc. Her push for women's rights has been her birthright. She has come in with that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, spirit has a directive that I don't see. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of have to go with it and 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 we have to just ask that whoever becomes goes on to our Supreme Court that they have wisdom and they really do follow the constitution and that they don't sway from it for any reason. That's all we can yeah. do. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, and looking at the US chart uh, in terms of, you know, the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is actually ruled by the sun in this chart. And uh, the Supreme Court, uh, interestingly enough, of course, 13 cancers, the sun of the United States. And right now, what we've had that's happened is we've passed the beautiful trine. We still have some backlash to it. Uh, in other words, there's a little bit of illumination still there, but the progressed sun has moved past it. And in the sky, the 13-degree mark, the only one who has a 13-degree mark right now is Mars, and Mars will fleet on. It will move rapidly. Everybody else is, you know, pretty much moving in uh, a much later part of the signs. So Mars is supporting the Supreme Court right now. And Mm -hmm. that Mars will uh, assure probably that uh, Mr. Barr becomes a Supreme Court justice because it is giving tremendous support. So, Wait a minute, Barr, a Supreme Court justice? 
Isn't he the one that they're confirming? Oh, he's the, they're confirming him for director. Sorry, I take yeah. that back. So they're yeah. confirming him for director, and th- this could also apply to that because uh, Mars can have to do with someone who, uh, with this ninth house action. The sun in the United States chart is in the ninth house, and the ninth house uh, does not rule the Supreme Court, but it rules all of the Justice Department. It rules okay. all of the legal department. So that's what works for him as well. If they were they were going to work with someone who would be a justice, that could also work. So. Yeah, no, I yeah, I saw him being confirmed too. I don't, you know, they'll not yeah. make it easy, but it does feel as though he'll get he'll get um approval. Yeah, I I don't see anything that would stop him with the Mars there. It's it's so close, you know, it's so close. So, yeah. So that Mercury retrograde is coming up and that's going to be a significant statement. We'll have to watch and see how it manifests. When we go a little bit further forward, uh, we come to April 10th, and now we've moved into the new the Aries ingress chart. And on April 10th, uh, Jupiter will station retrograde. Anytime a planet stations, it leaves a mark, and that's why I like to look at these, and I like to see how they're active on the U.S. chart as well as you know what's going on in the Aries ingress. And I did uh-huh. talk about Jupiter in the Aries ingress because in it, it's in a quincunx action to Mars. And that quincunx action to Mars, well, it's also um, making a quincunx action, a uh, trine, excuse me, to Aries, to Eris, and it's also uh, making a semi-sextile to Pluto and the, the south node, as well as the in conjunct to the north node. This can say, of course, earthquakes and major earthquakes. It can talk of fire and transformation. It could also talk of problems with the stock market and any investments we have as a nation. But uh, in addition to all of that, when we look at it on the U.S. chart, we look to see how else could it be defined. And uh, Jupiter falls into... As it goes retrograde, uh, it falls into the second house of the United States. And as it does that, it makes a quincunx to Mercury in the ninth house of the United States. And Mercury, um, not only in this house, of course, it's emphasizing all of the legal, the the Justice Department, but it is also um, ruling the house of the cabinet. And this action is a quincunx. So when it's stationing, it's activating what we call a quincunx to Mercury through the second house. So this says there's stress in the marketplace. There is stress with import-export. There is stress with legal issues. There is stress that can hit a a breaking point even uh, with the GDP as a result of uh, import-export or international uh, treaties or international contracts. Um, so we've got a number of statements, but then we add one more to that, and that is that Mercury rules the 11th house, which is the house of international organizations in a mundane chart, and this could bring in some real problems uh, with uh, NATO or the United Nations or any other major group that I may be missing uh, 
So those things are on the table during that period in time, especially when it goes retrograde, which is around the 10th. It will go retrograde on the 10th, so around the 10th. You can see actions like that. Additionally, in that retrograde motion, Jupiter is making a square to Neptune. So there are challenges for anyone to really understand or know what the truth about these international organizations may be, challenge to reveal what secrets may be there or what the truth of who they are is. Uh, It's a challenge to not be uh, believing things that are not true. Uh, so that so that's on the table, and as Mercury as Jupiter goes retrograde, Mercury will be at that 22 to 23 mark, which is exactly, exactly, almost exactly within uh, 15 uh, minutes or so of our natal Neptune in the U.S. chart. So there is a struggle in the marketplace because of this. So again, we have issues with the market, the stock market. There is a struggle going on because of the issues uh, about truth about these international organizations. So if the United States government is ready to make a decision to literally pull out of NATO or the UN or any other major international treaty, because it could be an international treaty that I'm not aware of, Uh, there's going to cause uh, a struggle in the marketplace as well. So that's also active during this period in time. There are so many... That was the same period where, you know, I I believe there is a dark state as well. And it's during that time frame that I see the dark state coming more to the fore and and a lot of the... the, um, facades, the, the, a lot of the false fronts they have set up begin to crumble so that the general public becomes aware that that who we have thought were in control of things truly were not. So yeah. I, I think there's a real shattering of our trust in the government coming up. Yeah, I think... I think it's a good thing. Uh, I mean, I see trines in here, too, that tell me, you know, the statement here, Pluto is also making a trine to, to Neptune and moving to, uh, towards uh, the progressed Neptune of the U.S. chart and is coming through the third house of communication. And so there's a statement here that there is a doorway opening up for us to see or to transform the way we see and transform the way we know and, of course, any time we involve Jupiter, and, of course, when it goes retrograde, we're involving, obviously, Jupiter, uh, and it makes any kind of square, it literally opens up the door. It's like Jupiter says, okay, we've had this covered up underground for a long time. Now, here we go. <laughs> now, everybody going to look at it. Here it is. I'm going to magnify it. I'm going to bring it up. You're going to all see it. And, invariably, it will be on the Internet. It will be in the newspapers. It will be everywhere. Yeah. So, you plenty of news around the 10th of April because it will be there. This is not anything, anything that has been hidden uh, regarding international treaties will suddenly be all over the papers. And that, of course, may also include um, the stock market issues. Yeah. So that's coming I, I told a lot of people that that this was not going to be a year to speculate, to 
to you know you only lose money if you if you sell your stock. Oh, yeah. I I you know I I I never been allowed to do anything with the stock market, so I'm not anyone <laughs> to do it. Um but you know, a natal chart if you're a person who does invest have someone look at your natal chart who's a good astrologer because they can tell you if your if your investments are secure or they're not they can tell you what areas is are best for you to invest in if you haven't figured that out already um mm-hmm. because your chart really speaks to those things it explains it so yeah well i <clears throat> i have always told people that if you're going to invest in the stock market take money you don't care if you lose and play with it yeah, well, that's that is wise for any form of investment there is because <laughs> it yes. should be discretionary income, you know. Absolutely. You know, I'm 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 at a point in my life where I'm, you know, I've done a lot of work with, um, with um, gamblers over the years. I lived in Vegas, so I've been hired by gamblers at different times to do different things, and. Uh-huh. Um, and I have helped gamblers make money, and I've worked with people whose charts are good for gambling, and I've also looked at other people's charts who've said, well, what about me? And I go, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I had one client who, for years, because she had really a wonderful gambler's chart, I could absolutely pinpoint days every August that she would make money. And this is a person who she would go in on those days, and she'd come home and call me, and she'd say, "Well, I made thirty five thousand today." And I'd go, "I only wish I had a chart like that." Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. And you couldn't get me to squeeze a quarter out of my hand to put in the slot machine because I won't do it. <laughs> no, it's this. It, it, it in my mind, it's flushing it down the toilet. Yeah, so, yeah. But th- but that's just me, and, and I've never been one. To win anything, so you know, if, if I if I were if I were lucky and if I you know won things and scratch offs and stuff like that, then I would then I would say, well, let me look at this and see if there really is something going in my favor. But um, mm. I have never seen anything like that in, in my chart, or I've never had a feeling of anything like this. I, I just don't go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very lucky actually. I've won things. In so many places, in so many ways over my lifetime, it's absolutely fascinating. Um, but I don't really have a gambler drive. You know, I drop my business card in somewhere and they call me and say, oh, you want a sewing machine? I go, oh, great. <laughs> you know, I, I, I win things. Uh, it's just, you know, kind of off the cuff. But yeah. uh, I, I did do, I mean, when you understand the research as an astrologer for individual charts for, for um luck or gambling. It's very specific. The timing is so specific. Most people don't understand. You 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 have 15-minute slots, literally, uh, that can be lucky. And if they're surrounded by negative slots, it might not be as lucky as you think. <laughs> mm-hmm. And most people, if you have a drive to be any kind of gambler, you don't know how to stop. So you can make the money in that 15-minute slot, and then you just keep putting it back in instead of taking it all and putting it in your pocket and maybe, you know, keeping the $1 that you started with, then you could play with that. But you're going to lose it all again. So, oh, yeah. you know, it, it really works to the benefit of the casino or the gambling organization, whatever it is, because 
people are only lucky in small pockets. I have in my life of uh, doing charts for people, uh, doing gambler's information, I've only seen very rarely where a person actually has a whole hour and a half where they are lucky. That is so rare. I mean, if you have it, take advantage of it, but it's very rare. I might find it once in a four-year period. That's how rare. Wow. Okay. Anyway, yeah, most people don't know about that, but anyway, having done work with gamblers. So let's go take a look here. I wanted to, I thought I had pulled up, but I don't seem to have printed it out, so I'll go off of this one. Um, Saturn is also going to station uh, on April the 29th. It will station at 20 Capricorn 31 minutes. And as it goes forward in stations, uh, we have more activity taking place. And oh. Saturn, when it stations, uh, Saturn is the one who is most known to bring about uh, earth tremors or earthquakes. And at the time that Saturn is stationing, uh, Pluto has recently stationed uh, on the 5th, and Jupiter has stationed on the 10th. So Pluto is not far away. It's very close at 23 degrees. Uh, The nodes in the sky are 21 degrees. Jupiter is around 24 degrees, and it's retrograde applying so both Pluto and Jupiter are applying. So this could be a period where we're going to see other earthquakes, uh, especially so if um, Mars is active. And Mars is not in on that day specifically active, but it will be about four days later. So you're looking at around the end of the end of April. Um, uh-huh. And the beginning of a what comes after April May the beginning May. of May. It's <laughs> any time now, Avanti. <laughs> About the beginning of May. So you're looking. I mean, it's the 29th, so 30 days past September, April, June, and November. So you've only got one day left there, and about three days or so after, or maybe five days. It's going to be somewhere in that zone. Yeah. So around the beginning of May. Uh, again, you know that could be. Um, a serious uh, a quake, a transformation, something of the earth, and it may involve fire. And with Mars, Mars is in Aries, so Mars in Aries brings the air or the wind and, and doesn't necessarily bring fire, but it will create more fire because it is in an air sign. So the winds would probably be uh, moving at that time. Is so, that a period of time that there are, you know, fires in California, or is those the fires in California are usually in the fall, aren't they? Uh, they they can happen. They usually happen in the summer. Um, we usually have fires in the summer when when the water has reached its lowest and the trees are driest and the underbrush is driest, and then we have an accidental lightning storm uh, because in, like, July and August, there can be summer lightning, and summer it doesn't always come with a lot of rain. And as a result, it strikes a tree and or brush, underbrush, because it's all dry and lights a fire mm-hmm. that goes thousands of acres. 
So um, usually it's in the summer, but this weather has been switching. It's been changing tremendously. Oh, yeah. But if you have an earthquake and the winds are are not quiet, it's hard to take control if fires come through. And, and this is indicative that there would be fire along with that earthquake. So. Now- did you do you see any sort of volcanic activity? Because I saw volcanoes in the United States erupting. This could also be a volcano. Anytime we're involved with Pluto action, and that's the thing about Saturn and Pluto being so close together, um, they, they, they can activate um, volcanoes. So let's let's just take a look again at that Aries ingress and. Uh, uh, Pluto in the Aries ingress is activating Jupiter. So it is possible that that would be... I usually expect Pluto to be in the fourth house or Saturn to be in the fourth house and activated by Pluto, and I'm not seeing that. But that does not mean it's not there. This is the U.S. charts ingress. And if we take this and move it to California, California is a good three-hour difference, and... This will go, it could bring Saturn right on to the seventh house angle, which would indicate uh, a possibility. I did not run charts for the states. Oh, and, yeah, no. Uh, I... And that's the, that's the thing, you know, that's why, you know, I, I wish I could come to the, <laughs> come to uh, one of these with every chart I want, but it doesn't always happen that way. I have the ability, though, to, let's see, we could just edit this event chart and bring it to, let me go edit it, and make the city Sacramento, and because that's the capital of California, and let's make it for, when did I say April 29th, 2019? And let's go take a look at that and run it into a dynamic. So here, if we move it to California, to Sacramento, on April 20th, fortunately, it does not put Saturn in that position. It doesn't bring it to the angle. It brings it up, but not all the way there, Um, probably because Sacramento is probably higher latitude at any rate, but it do something else. It puts Uranus right at the midheaven. And we should look at this for the ingress because the ingress may have a different picture. And ingress is March 20th. 20th. And let's see here. We're close. To bring it forward a few hours. There we go. That's pretty close right there. Get it almost exact to get the angles exactly where we need them. So, looking at that, we get Mars at the midheaven, and that's the horse of a different color. Uh, when you have, I bring it exact, when you pre- bring Mars and Uranus to the midheaven, now you have the ability to have sudden issues that may have to do with the Earth which could have to do with 
fire. Now, when I get it right to zero, zero, which is the exact point it needs to be, we have Uranus right at the midheaven. Go, baby. There it is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Takes a minute or two to get the chart where you want it. But here it is. Uranus is right at the midheaven. The midheaven is 28 Aries 14 and Uranus at zero degrees Taurus. So it's right at the midheaven. And uh, we don't have anyone in the fourth house. Venus rules it. Uh, Saturn and Pluto in the sixth. And they're in a grand trine to Mars. So doesn't look like this is going to be a major earthquake event, although the statement at zero degrees says if we get someone else who comes to that mark during this ingress, we could end up with something. Uh, uh-huh. It's just that everything seems to be so unstable for this next year. Well, Uranus at the midheaven makes everything unstable. and <laughs> doesn't make California sitting pretty. Uh, especially in Taurus, Uranus in Taurus says uh, shaking of the earth, sudden unexpected experiences with the earth, sudden lightning for the earth. Um, That's the statement of Uranus in Taurus in a mundane fashion. Um, It is not making a direct square uh, to Pluto or, or Saturn. If it were, we'd have real problems. But in this chart... You have Mars also up there in the 10th house, and at 23 Cancer, it's actually making a trine to Pluto. And so there's opportunity there to protect or to transform in some way the issues that may regard fire in the, in the, uh, in the forests or in the Earth area. Um, there is a quincunx to Jupiter, uh, Jupiter does not rule the Earth here. It doesn't rule houses, and it doesn't rule uh, any of the angles. So that quincunx is stress, but it looks like it's stress that has to do with uh, children, has to do with investments, has to do with the market. Are you there? Oh. Yeah, I'm here. Did I lose you? No, we lost you for a minute, but you're back. Oh, okay. I don't know where I went. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. At any rate, <laughs> that quincunx has more to do with the stress level regarding uh, the public face of California and the issues of investments and children and maybe also technology. It may have a lot to do with technology. That's part of the investments of the state of California. So uh, there may be some uh, challenges. But... Uh, yeah, I, I'm not seeing major major fires or earthquakes. doesn't mean they're not going to be there. Um, this is going by the ingress alone. If we okay. move this forward to June, June 21st, and then we have a completely different picture. Oh, this is not a good one. So here you've got a whole, let me move this back a few hours. Maybe we can get that sucker off the nadir. Yeah, when we move it back, we do get it off the nadir, and that's good. So when we move it to where the ingress chart is actually taking place for Sacramento, California, we've uh, put Saturn and Pluto back in the sixth house. They're in complete opposition to Mars and very, very significant opposition to both Mars and Mercury. 
and uh, and th- those are close. They're not on the ascendant, and they're at a sign, but they're still within 12 degrees of it, from what I can see. It's about six and six and nine. It's a little more than 12. Six and nine is a little more than 12, so they're not really a high leg. So that they're they're saying this statement is that there is a uh, there is tension, there is friction, there is a need to stabilize uh, to protect. Uh, and that forces from the past, uh, issues from the past regarding the earth and regarding fires on the earth and regarding the air that, and the issues of is there enough water, there is a struggle going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not basically saying we're going to lose tons and tons of land this year. Uranus, again, is at the midheaven, not good, um, because that can just, it's like a loaded it's a loaded gun, you know, Uranus at the midheaven, you bring these planets just a little further around and you've got a spark. So if I were to move these forward a few days, that would be the time that I would be looking at. Um and Yeah, fortunately it it takes a while for that to manifest. So when we have them in that position where they're at the nadir, uh, which is the fourth house cusp for those who don't know that word, um, uh-huh. that would be around the 4th of September, all the way to the 4th of September. And um, I I don't know that that will be an absolute challenge, but at that point in time, Uranus is basically beginning to really make a square to Saturn, Saturn's in retrograde, Uranus is at 6 degrees, Saturn's at 14, so it's starting to apply. But I know Uranus is about to turn around because it's going to turn around in September. I don't remember the exact day it turns around. Here it is. Uh, no, that's it's coming up. I know it turns around, I believe, in September. Unless it's the very beginning of October. But when it stations direct, that's when there could be a, a, a real problem. The day that you're on a stations, wherever it is, again, that's another issue. It's another stationing issue. And it goes, I don't think it goes back further than two degrees. There, there it is, two degrees. And, uh, and that is I take it back. It's all the way into January. So it doesn't go direct until then. I thought it went direct before then. That's what my computer says. So, so. My computer is nearly always right. <laughs> software program gets corrupt, which it did the other day, and I had all kinds of stuff I had to do with it. But Yeah, you know, yeah Uranus went uh, retrograde on August 11th, so it doesn't station direct until January the 14th. So here you have this other issue going on. When it stations direct, you also have all these planets coming together, you know, Saturn, Pluto, the Sun. They're all together, even Mercury are together at that point in time where it stations direct. And when it stations direct, it's semi-sextal to Chiron, and it's also in a sextal to Venus. So there could be sudden changes in the monetary system in California during that time, which look like they're actually good changes, but it's going to bring up a lot of information, uh, literally transform what people uh, 
are doing in that state, what the government's been doing that sabotages the people in that state. So there's something good that's going to come out of this, from what I can see for California. Stuff from the past is going to be brought up, and they are going to transform it. And it looks like it'll be very successful with this combination. So that, I think, is really good news for California. And I'm not sure what that has to do with... uh, Let's see. It may have to do with their legal system. It looks like it may be their legal system and could involve higher education, could involve anything to do with imports exports in that state because they've got plenty of customs in that state. Oh, uh-huh. and, of course, that could involve children because children come into that state, immigrants. So we just have to see what that turns out. But I would make a note of that for January of next year for for California. Okay. I don't know where anything's going to take me when you ask me. I go places. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. It was a nice trip. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's go back to the ingresses if I can. I need to. We haven't looked really at the cancer ingress. Uh, we started to, and uh, that's the one where – did I talk about this yet? This is um, June 21st it begins. No, and it goes all the way uh, to uh, the end of September. So when we look at this one here, we have Jupiter at the Nadir uh, fourth house cusp. It's on the angle, and Venus is at the midheaven. So you have Venus and Jupiter opposing each other, and uh, Jupiter is retrograde. That's not the best picture for money. Um, That's stating that there's some kind of struggle going on with import. Export with the GDP overall for the United States of America. There's a struggle going on there. They're looking to create some kind of balance. Uh, The home market, uh, physical property, housing market, there's a struggle going on with money for the housing market. Uh, That's not the best news either. And that 18, uh, this ingress chart, unbelievable, uh, Neptune stationing retrograde on this ingress chart, and as it stations retrograde, it is making a direct square to Jupiter. Wow. That's kind of a long-term statement, and uh, Neptune in this chart has to do with relationships uh, with our enemies as well as with those that we have relationships with as a nation. And that square says import-export because Jupiter and Sagittarius uh, always involves import-export as well as uh, it could involve travel, international travel as well. Uh, challenge of enemies, challenge of knowing what truth is or knowing who is who. Um, a question of recognizing uh, who is really the enemy is part of this statement. There can be challenges with gasoline, oil, uh, any underground resources, uh, challenge of import or export regarding them. In our case, I think we export gas, natural gas, and we import oil. So uh, challenges may uh, be reflected there and will be noticeable. And uh, money, uh, I would probably take a gander that the price of oil is going to go up and our ability to import is challenged and people at home are finding it challenging to travel and that may increase the cost of air airline travel as well. So, you know, if you're going to buy tickets for Christmas, you may want to 
consider buying them before this ingress chart. I don't know if you can or not. I don't know how far in advance you can buy your airline tickets, but pretty far, I think. Yeah, I I would consider buying them before this ingress chart because then you get locked in and they can't raise the price on you. But uh, just the pragmatic person I am, I think of these things. <laughs> but a good uh, yeah, that that T square is. Uh, that is a challenging T-square, especially with the fact that Neptune is stationing at that time. can also be a, a challenge of water, uh, could be flooding of our land. Um, definitely Neptune in Pisces is an in, a, in a square. Stationing is an inundation of water, uh, which could cause a blackout uh, of... Um, electrical power, blackout of the Internet, or um, it could also cause some challenges to anything that has to do, again, with import-export, uh, too much water. This this is not a good one. Um, looking to see if we have anybody else. Uh, Saturn is also activating at this time, and it is Along with the south node, it's at 18 degrees, also retrograde, so it's making a semi-sextal to Jupiter. Um, so, again, there's friction regarding government, uh, regarding the, here we go with the market again, st- the stock market, any investments, investments in property, uh, issues with the government and the cabinet, uh, issues with uh, legislation, um can be issues with the Supreme Court as well. There's a whole bunch of statements here. Wow. Not the best chart. Um, The people seem to be supporting what's going on, though. So that's not unusual. Americans are so good at coming together and saying, we can help, we'll help each other. God bless Americans. We are an amazing group of people. At any rate, uh, there's a lot of support coming here from... Uh, Americans, and this can also be from the military. Um, this could be Coast Guard. This would not be our international types of military. This would definitely be, uh, and it would be. It could be even we could call them militias, but they're they're American citizens who come together as groups through organizations or service of some kind uh, to support and help. Uh, those who are being challenged uh, by this. It looks like an inundation to me. It looks like water. This looks like floods that may also cause some some fires, but definitely electrical outage um, and a challenge for money, a real struggle for money. There is some struggle here that may involve communication as well, uh, getting out the information may be uh, a bit of a struggle as well. So I don't know if cell phones will be um, as active. That's an interesting statement. So that's the first thing that is incredibly noticeable here in this chart. Our income, our economy, our homes... Um, money in terms of resources, uh, where we share resources. We have um, Uranus just sitting there at five degrees of Taurus and Chiron at five degrees of Aries in the seventh. 
so there is some statement there that's indicating there is uh, friction about uh, banking's, bankers' money, mortgages or tax money. Uh, we are not perhaps getting uh, the relief that we expect uh, from the government where our taxes have gone in, but we're not getting them back out in an efficient way. There is... Uh, wounds there. There's a wounding uh, of our relationships with insurance companies or uh, tax relief or whatever comes through uh, mortgage relief. So something else is going on there. And that struggle seems to be something that uh, I want to say it comes from having been there even before, it doesn't look like it's a brand new struggle. Now, Eris is also active in this chart, very, very, very active. It is challenging everybody. It is challenging uh, the stock market and money to transform. And Eris, of course, is women who are active. And coming through the eighth house is women gathering their own resources And it can also have to do with activists about reproductive rights, uh, especially with the square to Mars, Mercury, and squaring back to Pluto. This can also have to do with uh, children and reproductive rights. So there's also something else going on during this period where, again, women are very active in challenging this stuff, challenging it, through major organizations, uh, the organizations that are here. Mm. I want to say it has to do with the cabinet. It could have to do with uh, taxes again, where maybe they're trying to keep taxes from being used for reproductive rights or for Planned Parenthood or something because that square is powerful, and it's asking for transformation. Uh, Additionally, it can be a challenge to the Supreme Court because it's a square to Mercury directly, and activists seem to be challenging the Supreme Court in this area. So I don't know what fight is going to be taking place here, but it's a big fight, and it will be noticeable. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I got no doubt about that. Yeah, I don't know if you came up with any of that, but boy, that's pretty darn obvious. It, it it could be taking place not just in a local, not just locally here in the United States. It could be hitting uh, some major organizations. I don't know what the UN has to do with any of this, uh, or if they're Doctors Without Borders, or I don't know. But I mean, international organizations could be activated here as well. So just. Not to preclude anything. Well, you know, among other things, I saw natural disasters here. Mm-hmm. I, I I saw us. I, I would I would say in need of international help. Yeah. So I don't know if what I was seeing was a major hurricane or a major storm or I don't know what I was seeing, but I I do know that that. Um, <clears throat> It's almost as though even some of our state's borders are going to change. Well, you know, that's an interesting statement you brought up. 
Uh, because this combination that we talked about when we first started of uh, the Pluto-Saturn cycle that's uh, becoming activated in 2020, that is known to change borders. Uh, that cycle is known to activate in a way, especially in Capricorn like that, uh, change borders. It could change borders, yes, and it would not be surprising. It would be a major transformation of uh, the contiguous borders of the United States could change. So, yeah. um so it would not surprise me. This is a, a pretty major inundation of water from what I can see. And yeah. uh, the fact that Neptune is stationing in an ingress chart, just to let people know how unusual that would be, in a year you get four, four days within at specific minutes uh, where we have an ingress chart, only four days out of 365. And uh-huh. uh, and of that, we have in an entire year, we may have stationings. Uh, m- we'll include Mercury, which has the most stationing, okay? But a, a planet like Neptune will station twice maybe in a year, two times. Uh, Pluto two times, uh, Uranus two times, Saturn two times, Jupiter two times. Uh, Mercury's the only one who has six stationings, and they do every year. And sometimes Venus does and sometimes Mars does, but uh, they're not stationing this year at all. They will not change direction this year. So out of this year, you have 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 days when there is a stationing, 16, and a 365, and out of that 365, you only have four days where there are ingresses, so it is very, very rare. Oh. So well, when I, and, and then to have it land on an angle, again, there's 360 degrees in a circle. <laughs> you only have four angles. So, gotcha. It's very rare, and uh, that's a statement the planets are clearly making. You know, so yeah, something something big is going on here. Yeah, yeah, and and it's interesting too. Uh, where is the president in all of this? Uh, what is the president doing in all of this? Is it the same president? We don't know for sure. Uh, we certainly have some major problems with the presidency in this uh, ingress chart that's coming up, uh, which is in uh, the end of March and throughout April and such. April is being an incredible month. With uh, What do we have in April? We have three planets stationing in April. Three. That's insane. Yeah. You've got Pluto stationing, Jupiter stationing, and Saturn stationing all in April. And that's the fire. That's the firecracker month to begin with. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, first shot of the revolution was in that month. First shot of the civil war was in that month. Well, you could go on and on. April, just look up April nineteenth. Google it. You'll see how many things have been started on April nineteenth. It's absolutely crazy, and that's just one day out of all of April. Yeah. That's no. It. it it you know the more I I looked at it the more I kept saying to myself, holy cow you know what's 
what's happening? What's going on here? Um, it 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 just it blew me away because I kept saying, this is like, you know, a, a revolution going on here. Well, I believe it is a revolution. Revolution is the word that goes with Pluto. Uh, it's the word that goes with Uranus. Uranus is revolution for tr- for freedom. Uh, Pluto is revolution. That is a transformative experience. Um, but we're going through major transformation, and uh, it is a kind of revolution. In this chart, what I found interesting was when I looked to see, uh, this is the chart, um, what in in the cancer chart, the one that I said there's an inundation, uh-huh. uh, which is between uh, Jan- June 21st and uh, September uh, 20th, 23rd, excuse me. So in this chart, I was looking, where is the precedent in all of this? And it's interesting. Uh, the Arabic parts tell us that the president is having an opportunity here for sudden advancement, but is he going to go forward with it? He seems to, at the same time, he is in a place we call, uh, it's a parallel activity with the fixed star Hamel. And Hamel is in the horns of of uh, the bull, which is uh, the the, the uh, the Taurus bull, but it's like an Aries energy because Hamel is is an aggressive. Uh, it's the aggressive horns, and uh, to be in opposition to the part of for, part of fortune called sudden advancement, it will require bringing all of that into balance. And the question is, will he, he do it, or whomever is president, will they do it? So, but it's like spirit is saying, you have an opportunity here. Do you want to take uh-huh. advantage? If you are too hard on, um, uh, too aggressive, you probably will lose. Um, on the other hand, the sun at this point in time is also a little wide orb, but it's conjunct beetle goose. So there's an opportunity for a win-win going on here. So it would be interesting to watch and see what happens during this period. Definitely. I hope everybody's yeah. taking notes here. Happily, this show will be in archives, so you can go back and listen to it. Uh, but, you know, there's just so much going on. And yeah. I've been trying to take notes. I've run out of places to write now. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing that's concerning in this chart is where Neptune, of course, is stationing, it's also conjunct the fixed part of sickness. And when I look at the sixth house, which is the house of health, uh, we have the moon in this house, 19 degrees of Aquarius, and 19 degrees of Aquarius is in what we call a semi-sextile to Neptune, so there is friction going on uh, with uh, sudden unexpected issues, um, even though uh, the American people seem to be protected because there is a trying to Venus, and that nearly always protects the physicality. That doesn't mean there won't be some losses. There is a quincunx going on from the moon to the north node and, of course, a semi-sexual to the south, which also activates Saturn. So there could be disease of some kind that is activated through this, um, through this uh, transit, this ingress. And it would be something that might um, be in the nerves Active, hurt or challenge the nervous system. It may be coming through the air. 
It could be coming through the water. It could be a release of gas um, from the earth. So all of those things are possible. And uh, so, again, that's another thing that seems to be here. The majority of people seem to be protected because something here is being done, but still there is an issue of disease or sickness during this period. Oh. Yeah. Well, and, and, and there it, are all kinds of sickness, too. I mean, there's mental and there's emotional and there's physical, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, with Aquarius, a lot of the time it has to do with nerves, and nerves can be anxiety, it can be emotional, it can be shock. Uh, nerves also can have to do with uh, something activating through gas, especially uh, with uh, Neptune being involved here. Neptune can involve water, but it can also involve gases. It's anything that's underground coming up. And with Saturn and Capricorn uh, making a struggle with Mars, there is fire, there is gas, there is stuff coming up from the ground. That what about... What what about all the fracking that is going on? Could this be the release of some of that kind of energy? Oh, my God, I don't know. It could be. <laughs> you know, fracking, man, I'd like to have a chart on the origination of fracking, but uh, I don't have one. But, yeah, sure. It's, I mean, when you're talking gases being released, I mean, that's, you know, the, the fracking is causing in some ways some, I believe, earthquakes, or destabilization, yeah. and Absolutely. if that's the case, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you. It could be. I mean, there it could also just be a gas explosion. I mean, we had one last year in the Northeast. You were you were not far from it. It was in Massachusetts, wasn't it? In Boston, and there was an explosion of a whole bunch of houses exploded because of the gas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. You know, fire is a result of gas, and um, wow. and of course there could be water pipes that explode as a result of gas, which causes inundation. Uh, there's a whole lot of things. Um, you know, I mean, the worst statement with the moon in Aquarius can be electrocution, um, and which if you have water and gas and fire and electricity loose, electrocution can take place. It's combination. Oh, sure. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's the worst picture you could put on the plate, which I like to stay away from. I'm an Aquarius. I've had my finger in the socket before, and it's not a good experience. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I was attached to the wall for probably a minute and a half. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is very scary. <laughs> I made it, though. So I'm didn't no, lose any clearly you're, you're still with us, but, yeah, no. <laughs> I was I, very I, young I, when I did it, probably 12 I, or something. I, I managed to um, brush up against uh, one of those those wires that they have for the animals to keep them in their pens and stuff. Oh, an electric wire. Oh, I've been on an yeah. electric fence. <laughs> it did not know that it was turned on and found out the hard way, and it hurt. Oh Lord, you're you only brushed up against it. I stuck my face on it. <laughs> I I set my chin on it. I Why? was taking a photograph and I nearly had a heart attack when I did. Oh my God. Oh God. Yeah. And I've done some. Need, weird I, things. need I say not one of the smartest things I think you've done? 
Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I was very absorbed in taking a picture back when I was in college going for photographic illustration. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> not wise. Oh, well, you know, we do those things. You know, being an Aquarius, electricity is something noticeable. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> so... So that, you know, at that cancer. I'll see if I can just talk a little bit about the lever before we close up here. Yeah. I'm sure I have it. I, you know, these things are all very fascinating. And Absolutely. Strange. I'm not seeing. Oh, I know. I have it on a four way. We'll just look at the four-way, because I'm not seeing it printed out. Okay, let's look at that. I haven't actually looked at that at all yet. So, And the good news is that we don't have anybody right on the Nadir or the Ascendant or the Descendant. We have Uranus <clears throat> still in the ninth and still close. What You know, when you look at all the charts <coughs> for the year, because I put them all on one sheet. Three of these charts, three. So from all the way from March the 20th through December 21st of this year, Saturn, Pluto, and the South Node are all in the fifth house. Wow. And that's interesting, unusual, that we should have three charts that manage to keep them in that house. That's very unusual. Uh And what is it? It tells me that the issues regarding the stock market, investments, children, could also be the socializing places like Facebook and laws involving socializing situations, more about the laws involving them than the, the Facebook itself. Uh-huh. But all of those things are going to be uh, connecting and active and noticeable for the next three quarters of this year. Wow. There will be an emphasis on them. At times, they will be truly in a struggle. The majority of the time, we have a, some kind of opposition taking place. So there is a balancing act and a struggle. Uh, the the biggest challenges seem to be coming uh, from women activists and the issue uh, of, um, I want to say, legal issues and challenges that have to do with areas regarding um, international issues, international organizations, and shared resources that can be coming from uh, government taxes, insurance, uh, or um, something connected to the cabinet. So that is a very strong statement in these charts. The most challenging time for it is in uh, the cancer ingress, which will goes from June 21st to uh, September 23rd. 
And then the last one, which is September 23rd to December 21st, also has a lot of challenges. The challenges in in the Libra ingress, which is the one that starts September 23rd, are major challenges to the stock market and to money. Major, major. This, uh, you know, you said you saw a crash. This is where the crash would be. There is big challenges going on here. Wow. This this is a this is a big one. You have in the second house you have Mars. You have you do have the Sun there. You have Mars, the Sun, Venus, and Mercury. Venus and Mercury are in a square. Mercury is ruling the house of money, the GDP, our incomes, the income of the United States of America, the money that flows through the stock market, and it is directly squared by Saturn, as is Venus. Uh, they are squared from Saturn, the south node, and at a wide degree, Pluto. And they're also squared through the 11th house by the moon. And the moon is in rulership here. So this is very interesting. So uh, the moon nearly always represents the people of the nation, not the government, but the people. And in Cancer, it represents the people their land, their real property, their homes, and it can represent nationalism. And uh, this is a statement that says challenging uh, uh, the people, their land, and their need uh, in terms of a national outlook is challenged uh, by money or is challenging money. Is it challenging the stock market? It can be doing that. The stock market can also be challenging it. It's calling for some kind of balance in terms of uh, international socializing and the homeland. Uh, I'd put Google in here and Facebook and anything else that internationally works the social element. Uh, there is a struggle with where the laws are and how we are in control of our homes, our privacy, uh, our the way we look at ourselves and our nation. And we're challenged uh, in terms of how uh, we speak about it and how we handle the money involved with it. So there's a lot going on here. This these challenges can involve not just the stock market, but how we move money uh, through the Internet, through social organizations. I mean, you can buy stuff through Facebook now and oh, certainly sure. through Google. So when you look at these social networks, they are also money platforms. And there is something going on here that says we are challenged internationally uh, by these social platforms our money, our markets are challenged by them. So a lot of stuff coming to the table here. There are a gazillion little quincunxes in this chart, too, and quincunxes are super stressed. They are not fun. Um, in in our personal charts, they cause disease. <laughs> if you have too many of them and you don't work it, uh, there is a quincunx between uh, Mercury and the Midheaven. And the Midheaven refers to how we're seen publicly as well as it is kind of an entrance to the House of the Supreme Court. 
And so it appears that we are looking for some uh, justice to be done. We are looking, we are stressed by the need for the Supreme Court to uh, respond or take action. Um, so we, we are making some form of communication here. We are stressed in terms of our international connections uh, through social platforms with money, and we're looking for some kind of response from the Supreme Court to create some form of justice in this area. So that's also going on here. And there is a quincunx to the midheaven from Jupiter at the end of the fourth house. And um, Jupiter, of course, uh, is in this chart. Actually, it, it rules the house of investments and the house of socializing. And it is in Sag, which is the Internet and international events, international uh, imports and exports and international travel. And that quincunx is also saying uh, we are having a problem here. We are stressed over the way we are seen publicly, the way our news is being transmitted or the news that we are receiving. And we are stressed over uh, the issues regarding our physical property uh, in terms of how things are being handled internationally. So this wow. is interesting. Uh, that can bring in so many things um, from, you know, international people purchasing property in the United States, which we have never closed that door. That door is wide open. We have people who, uh, we have banks in the United States, like Bank of America, that's owned by a, a Japanese company, I believe. <laughs> Most Americans don't know how many international groups own major major things that we use here in the United States and think are ours. They're not. Oh, yeah. So some interesting statements. There is a grand trine also in this. It's kind of a wide orb and not so clearly posted. It's more through points, and it's Eris, uh, the warrior goddess. Uh, she oh. is actively connecting the issues of uh, the social socializing platform, which in Eris's case may have more to do with children, and she's in an international position, and she is activating the American people to open the door to educate and become aware and to take action regarding international children. Well, you know, I mean, they're, they're, the element of taking care of children has certainly been in the news lately, but... Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of, I find it fascinating that the children come up here quite quite often. Mm. And to and, Connecticut? You know, or you mean to the United States? <laughs> to the United States. <laughs> I just got to ask that question. It's a long walk to Connecticut. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> no, no, they're not invading. But um, yeah, the issues about children taking care of children, protecting children, making sure children are taken care of. I mean. It's it's it seems to have been a theme, yeah. And and um, you know I, I don't know if we we haven't done every year every year so far, so it's it's hard to tell. But you, you know I kind of get the feeling that that we're being asked to take a look at 
how we govern, how we live, everything in our lives, and and in many cases change a lot of it. Well, that's it. It's we're in a reset. You know, I, I we've got quite a few years where uh, in the U.S. chart we are being asked uh, to reevaluate what is valuable to us. Who are we? And that uh-huh. Pluto activity, the Pluto return, and the Pluto return is the statement that usually kills a government. Uh, when you look at the collapse of governments, they'll say they usually collapse about 200 years. That is a Pluto transit that's taking place in that zone, and uh, as it activates, some governments can't survive. Ours will. Ours is built on uh-huh. beetles. Uh, Benjamin Franklin was an astrologer, and the chart is actively connected to Beetle Goose. Beetle Goose will not allow this country to dissolve. It won't happen. Uh, will it transform? Yes. Uh, our our values, are they out of whack? I think they have gone way off the edge. <laughs> and sometimes we have to go way off the edge to pull ourselves back. I mean, how many people... Do you know who said, you know, I just don't recognize America? Well, if you don't recognize it, it's because we've lost our way and we've lost our values. And what the American chart is asking us to do is to redefine them. Define what America means to you. And we have to do this as a nation. And when each of us individually come to that conclusion, we help raise the consciousness collectively so we move in that direction. And the young people today are recognizing the lack of integrity that exists, and they are pushing for that integrity to be reevaluated and hopefully to be installed as a whole new element. Uh, we've always had uh, issues of a lack of integrity going on, but a lot of for many many years we've pushed it underground. Well, we're not doing that now. We're bringing it up and looking at it and saying, "Oh my God!" <laughs> so it's up to us to make that change and make integrity part of our system instead of uh, allowing one cast of people to run this government, which is what we've been doing. But look at the, what's happening. Look at who is in the Congress today. We yeah. made a shift, so we're going to keep shifting. Looks like we're shifting in the right direction. The last thing I want to say about this, also, um, yeah, shift. Where we've had shift. this issue with shift, shift Eris, facts. You've got a minute. You've got a minute. Okay. Well, where Eris is the warrior goddess. Okay, in the first, second, and third charts for the year. She is in a T-square, so she's challenged. But in the last one, she has a grand trine, which says the door opens for her to get her way. Oh, cool. Oh, so cool. that's kind of cool. And that's with a that... Nice, yes, that's a nice way to end it. I, <laughs> I, I want to thank you so much. This has been such fun and so educational and informative. I've got five pages of notes. And... Um, <laughs> It's, it's going to be fun to watch things as they evolve and see how your your phrases interpret into what the reality becomes. So thank you, Michelle, and, and yeah. good night. Good night. Thanks to everyone for listening. <laughs> good night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Um, I'll be back on Monday and uh, with, with a really cool author. So, you know, tune in then. Otherwise, have a great weekend. Stay warm and good night. <laughs>